in the year 2017. Two complete strangers with flex time on their hands meet at a Simpsons trivia night outside of Boston. Together with their powers, they created the Frosted Side Podcast. Their mission? These two hosts join forces with a guest to review an episode of their favorite cartoon, as well as a cereal chosen by the guests themselves, and eat it on air. Radical! Their mission as listener is simple. Okay. Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the TV, but not too close. And don't pick at the marshmallows, because here comes the frosted side with the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Lindquist. Welcome to the Frosted Side. I am Dave Morrison, alongside Dave Lundquist. How's it going, Dave? It's going good. It's a little miserable outside. We're taping this Memorial Day weekend, and uh, if you guys had plans for Memorial Day weekend, ha ha! Uh, yeah. It's Mother Nature's way of saying we're not quite ready for post-pandemic life. Yeah, the very what, least. 90s and sunny in the middle of the week, and then this holiday weekend, uh, what was it yesterday, like 45 and rainy? Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. I know. We go from 90 degree days last week, and then I buy a AC unit from Lowe's, and then I come back, and then I'm ready to put it in the window, and then mm, I don't need to do that. And and now I, I was earlier, you missed it, I was in my Patriots knitwool cap <laughs> I was yeah, just I, I don't get it, man. I it's what was some someone was describing. Uh Jess was telling me this. Uh the uh the temperatures like the forecasted highs for this week look like like Kino numbers. It's just like 45, <laughs> 91, 73. <laughs> just nonsense. But yeah, well, that, that's guest, living around here. Well, you know how cold it is. Uh it, you know it's cold when our guest this week on the frosted side can easily tell you that she is cold. She never, ever gets cold. It could be five degrees, and she'll be like, Dave, can you crack open a window? It's because your apartment is always hot. <laughs> it's not always hot. Compared to your apartment, your, your condo, it's cold. Like, 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 I have to bring extra layers, and you're, you're like, well, how do you have all these extra sheets on you? But our special guest this week is the one, the only love of my life miss kim mccarthy welcome to the frosted side yeah Hi. welcome hey, kim. she is thanks for having so, me so this is exciting this is the first podcast we've done where people are in the same room in over a year so it, granted it's not the hosts but the, it's something you know steps in the right direction yes and i gotta say uh our our listeners can't see it right now because we're this is another one we're recording is audio only but i love your respective shirts dave's wearing our uh, frosted side merch available to you on t public and kim's got the uh vincent adultman shirt on and that character uh i have like a little printout on my uh desk at work on the wall of him like the whole suit and everything and, uh, yeah Definitely and, appreciate and that one. What do you got, Dave? You got uh, that looks like a Jurassic, uh, Park shirt. Jurassic Park. I think it was from my uh, oh, Halloween right. costume. We dressed God. Lucy up as a dinosaur last year and uh, followed her around in these. Uh, Kim always calls it. Yeah. So I, I just couldn't see it was cut off, but she's got a good eye. Yeah. <laughs> so we can uh, tell the listeners about our origin story because I assume that everybody and their mother wants to know how Kim. McCarthy and I met. So we basically met on the, one of the dating apps, and I was working up in Nashua 
at three uh, years ago. Yep, three years ago, April nineteenth of twenty eighteen. It was was WSMN. I was working on Main Street, and you were working for another architecture firm in Manchester. And um, G- um, the geolocations magically set us up because you were you're you're in uh, a nearby town, and I I was in the area and we just started talking and the rest was all history um we so we had actually planned like our first date to be a bowling date and nice i joke that i'm actually glad that we met before that because he is a terrible bowler and i probably <laughs> got better just like walked away at that point um but so i had judging you on bowling skills yeah that's a tough so ten, ten, 10 pin or candle pin it was 10 pin it was 10 okay. pin but, right. but Nashville does have their candle pin bowling, but this is the 10 pin up in Merrimack. So, yeah. um, but we met up at Martha's for a quick drink and it was, I had some work event I had to be at and it was like, Oh, it's cool. I can go listen to the speeches. You know, they'll have dinner and I'll sneak out right after that. And I did not realize that this was like nearly a 1000 person event and our table was oh, as wow. far from the exit as <laughs> absolutely possible and i'm just sitting there through everything like oh man i'm you know like not going to be able to just walk right out of this and not be noticed so i showed up a solid 45 minutes late for for our first for our first, first date bro. Yeah. and dave was still sitting there probably three watching hours. the bruins yeah. and the toronto maple leafs yeah probably like three hours after your work had ended and i'm like oh hey and yeah, he seemed pretty nice, so I gave, and, him, gave him another shot. And <laughs> the rest <laughs> is history. He gave me another <laughs> shot, I guess. The rest but... is history. We just found one thing in common with each other. We were yeah. very compatible, and uh, you, you gravitate to the people you gravitate to. And uh, she's just been my rock, and she's been putting up with my shenanigans for three years, and hopefully uh, more. <laughs> but she's she's a good egg. Thank you so much for being here today and being within my life. Aww. Aww. I have a special fondness for that job that you had up there too in that uh, I believe oh not, our, our first episode was ever <laughs> was, recorded up there too in that was. studio. Yep, and it, it's funny because in any field you shouldn't put your personal projects within other people's work because for example, it was a studio that wasn't ours. We weren't renting it out. So, and I, I, I'm a radio professional, give or take. I haven't really worked in radio since, since then, but uh, I worked in radio, and I never really thought about it until now. But I was actually using other people's equipment to record our our or edit down our podcast, and that was the first podcast. And I'm like, Dave, we got to get you out of here as soon as possible. In case my boss at the time comes in and is like, what are you guys doing in here? I didn't pull this. I mean, don't do what Dave did. Don't do what Dave M did back in the day. But that was the first Frosted Side, and we did it in the studio on Main Street in Nashua, New Hampshire. And I remember you telling me about that too and being like, are you sure they're okay with you using it? And you totally brushed it off like it was completely going to be fine. I'm like, I don't think so. But Well, I didn't get caught it. until now. I mean, there uh, unless my former boss is actually listening right now and his head is going to melt like at the end of Raiders in the Lost Ark. <laughs> I don't think it's a big deal. No, it's something, would I do that again? No, but at the time, three years ago, I was pretty dumb. And my mom is calling me because she wants me to come and watch the Celtics. I'm going to message her. Uh, yes, unless there's an yeah. issue right now. 
Um, Please feel free. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That last game. Oh, that was so good. All right. Yeah, oh, are you talking about the Celtics or the Bruins? Because yeah, they, the the last Celtics game was I was just tuned in, like expecting the worst, ended up being pretty decent. Well, we're gonna get out of time so you, we can watch the the Celtics, and uh, Kim can go home and not watch the Celtics because <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no. Well, uh, at the by the time we get this out, they might or might not be in the playoffs against the Nets, but uh, let's hope they can get their or crap they together. Could be advancing. Well, we they could yeah, be. There we oh, go. There look we at go, Kim. Right? Now you're you're we're we're listening to Kim, always looking on the bright side of life. I've never seen her with this much optimism when she gets off the mic. That'd <laughs> be downer. True. That's not true. Mm. A little bit. <laughs> So, Kim, I have to say, uh, I absolutely loved your cartoon choice today. But, like, that, well, not the, sh- the show in general, yes, but that specific episode was amazing. Oh, we have a I special say, guest. Yeah, yeah. You say outside. And... You want to say hi? Can you say hi? Hi. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> A little stage right there. Mm. You're teaching him young. That's important. So <laughs> yeah, Kim, right. yeah. So Kim's choice this week: Zip, Hip, Hooray, Wiley Coyote, and The Roadrunner. Perfect. This one is so good. Like, well, so I mean, I like the show in general, but the specific episode—it's just like, I mean, we can get into it, but like, I I was laughing out loud at parts of it. Oh really? Yeah. Great choice. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, I mean, The Roadrunner. And Coyote was always one of my favorites growing up. Um, you know, my my dad loved Looney Tunes and kind of all the really older cartoons. I was telling Dave yesterday, like yeah. we watched a lot of Rocking Bullwinkle, which I'm not sure I could follow a storyline in, in that show if you paid me to analyze it for oh, months yeah. on end. Um, you know, and Looney Tunes and Marie Melodies were on first thing on Saturday, and I liked. I like that format because it's not like a 25 minute format that you have to sit through yeah. and pay attention to. It was like little six minute episodes. And, you know, I always, you know, I liked the Roadrunner. I liked watching the Roadrunner and Coyote cartoons. Um, and I kind of joke, I relate a little bit to one of the kids in this episode. You know, I like this episode <laughs> because kids. it's the only one where there's like, we both do. yeah, where they speak. Um, you know, and. I, I don't I don't know how detailed you guys want want me to. Oh no, to go it. go for it! Yeah, um, absolutely. So it's the only episode where there is anything other than like the Roadrunner being like meep meep and like making his noises and, um, you know, so you're kind of watching this episode from the point of view from two little kids watching the episode and one kid comments about oh I always feel bad for the coyote that he can't catch the Roadrunner, and. Uh, I definitely remember saying that to my dad as a kid and being like, but why doesn't he ever catch it? And he said, yeah. well, there wouldn't be a show anymore yeah. if he caught the rope. And it's like that simple. And, but it's like, it's almost, you know, my super deep thoughts on it. It's like the villain origin story that you see becoming popular now. The show is told from the point of view of the coyote anyway, and his perspective. And so you kind of, 
feel bad for the coyote and you want him to succeed a little bit too mm-hmm. even yeah. though he's trying to just like kill this bird but um and kind of a little little side story from this like when we were little we traveled out to like um the colorado area because uh, my nerdy family went and did a model rocket launch <laughs> out That's in awesome. what is the actual south park area in colorado and this was described to me as a desert and being like four years old at the time, I was totally ready to see coyotes and roadrunners and was very let down by that situation when that was not Yeah, the case. yeah, I've, I've been there. So, yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, like, and when you finally kind of do see a real roadrunner, it doesn't look anything like the roadrunner oh. cartoon and that's disappointing in itself too. But, um, so, you know, the cartoons in, their, in, the, in itself, they're just, they're goofy. Like the coyote always fails, but he never hurts himself. Like, um, I was at a Chuck Jones gallery exhibit out in Seattle at the, um, I don't even know what it's called anymore. It always changes names. EXP. Yeah. It's not the EXP. It's, yeah. I think it's the pop culture museum now that okay. it used yep. to be experienced music project. And now it's worked its way to the pop culture museum. And, um, when I was there, they happened to have this on, on display and they had like his set of rules written down and all the original sketches he had done for a lot of the animations they did. Um, and like one of the rules is like, they don't talk, you know, the coyotes never injured. He's just more embarrassed. And then like a lot of like the cartoon rules, like he can't be impacted by gravity until he's aware of the gravity and, you know, he can draw whatever fake wall he's going to and the roadrunner can always go through it and he's, he can't. And like, there's just so many kind of like fun little nuances to the series and then this episode completely just like breaks all of them. Like he breaks, I want to call it even like the fifth wall in this. Oh yeah. He's talking to the audience, but to the kids within the show. And there's like a lot going about on about the show itself. Yeah. And he's I, got like genius levels of intelligence and the breakdown of like all the different flavors of the Roadrunner. And it's just it always just stuck out that it was like a completely different episode from the rest of the series. And who oh yeah. The voice? I, it, oh, it was, yeah. Yeah. Of course. It, it felt like, like, the writers of the show just having fun with it. And, yeah. like, I yep. love, like, those kids, the kids who speak like adults. Like, it, it was just so funny. And, like, I think it's a humor of, I'm not, although I guess I don't know when this specific episode came out. I, I think they originated. It would be 65. early 1965. Uh, it's either January or the 1st of February, 1965. I tried to find an exact date uh, of the airing of the episode, but uh, Alasa couldn't find it. But it was on, uh, I believe, ABC back in 1965. And it was one of the few uh, Roadrunner Looney Tunes cartoon shorts that was shown on Saturday mornings. Like before, it would just be in the theaters. And this was their move to television. And um, it... It was a pilot, actually, I believe. It was, I think it was an un, I don't know if it was an unsold pilot or if it was a pilot that aired one episode and they just kept replaying it again and again. I yeah, don't have that information. It like was a longer top. part of like a three part series Correct. they were trying to do with like a more vocal coyote, I mm-hmm. think. And it just didn't, I don't think a lot of people responded it or responded yeah. to it as well like as you do now. Like, I think it's one of those things like, you know, when you go back and watch an old series and you're like, oh, this is great. And then, you know, everyone that watched it at the time was like, I hated that when it happened. 
So. Well, I mean, this is this is like way ahead of its time as far as like it, this seems targeted at the adults who'd seen the show previously, right. like right. fifteen years before or whenever it came out originally. But well, the humor felt like. Um, I feel like the really best of like those early Peanuts strips where yeah. the kids sound like adults. I, I think it's the first one ever oh, where yeah. it's just these two kids watching Charlie Brown walk by and they're like, oh, there's Charlie Brown. Good old Charlie Brown. What a nice guy. How I hate him. And it's just like that same tone that like kind of like kids talk speaking darkly at, like at, in these adult tones. There's something about that I just find so funny, especially of that era. Well, also, while we're on the subject of Charlie Brown, the football with Lucy and I, when uh, Charles Schultz died back in 2000, when he ran the final uh, comic strip, he said in tears in an interview, I could never have Charlie Brown, you know, not miss the football and Lucy not hold it up. And uh, they kept it that way. It's kind of like the Chuck Jones uh, rules for the Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. Right. Charlie Brown is just never going to kick the football. No, he's not. Coyote is never going to catch the Roadrunner. Well, it's it, funny because I, I guess you see those tropes in some of our serial uh, cartoon, like uh, like mascot characters here and there too. Like, are they ever going to get that? Is silly the rabbit? Are they ever going to have those cocoa puffs? Is the you know yeah silly rabbit tricks are for kids that that kind of thing? Yeah, and interestingly enough, and I, I showed this to Kim. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Dave Linquist, but uh, Seth McFarland from Family Guy, uh, and he had a. A side series, I think, on Adult Swim, or it might have been a separate, uh, like, straight to DVD, but it was a cavalcade of cartoons where you would parody uh, a bunch of our most beloved cartoons with the Seth MacFarlane flair, obviously. But he, he did one with the Roadrunner, and the Roadrunner was caught uh, was caught by the coyote, and he just the coyote was like, "What are you gonna do now?" Um, and he just sits and he looks yeah. at the dead carcass yeah. of he stares the... At the head from across the room. And then he becomes a waiter and he screws up at that. And then at the end of the uh, the, the short, he becomes a Jesus freak. <laughs> it's like, do you have 10 minutes to talk <laughs> yeah, that... about Jesus Christ? So, and the thing that with the end of that that I was really waiting for, he's set up in one of his contraptions as like he's going to launch himself into a wall or something. And I'm like, oh, like obviously he's going to do this and fail because he can't hurt himself with his own failures and then he just never even does that he just goes into this epiphany and <laughs> turns into the jesus freak and I'm, I'm like i felt like even that just didn't quite hit it the way i wanted it to but what well, here's one here's a, here's one that i asked my mom how come the roadrunner doesn't say anything other than maybe and i'd like to do i would have liked to have them done a break in the fifth wall where the the Roadrunner actually says something other than beep beep. You can do it in the style of when he does beep beep, but something similar. Why why he's so fast and does something along those same lines. So, I mean, it was never going to happen, but when you're a kid, you're like, why doesn't he talk? Does the Roadrunner know that he's yeah, not speaking? Like, focal point of the coyote's life? Like, I feel like a lot of it, like I said, it's told from the coyote's point of view. And I feel like a lot of the time you just see the coyote, like, you know, looking around and like, you know, he's trying to catch the roadrunner, but the roadrunner is not exactly like cautious about anything he's doing. Like he runs through all these traps completely unaware that he's avoided impending doom. So I feel like if someone stopped him and be like, hey, you know, this coyote has been trying to kill you for like 26 episodes now, he might be a little disturbed. So. 
So <laughs> we get to the point where the He's got a stalker. He is, but <laughs> no, there's a reason for that. But we get to the point where the coyote stops, Wiley Coyote stops and talks to the kids, and he has a chart of the deliciousness of the Roadrunner, and uh, one of them was papaya, and I'm like, I don't know, tiramisu I think was one. Yeah, there's a lot of like sweets and fruits, and it's like, this one's banana, and this one's chocolate cake, and like, and... Can't picture yeah, that as happening. a kid, it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. Like, you have all those delicious parts of the bird that you want to eat. And now I'm like, wouldn't it just taste like chicken? Like, <laughs> the whole, why doesn't the whole Roadrunner just taste like chicken? <laughs> I would say that the coyote is very sophisticated in his cooking techniques, but <laughs> yeah, well, he's got all the acne explosives, yeah, so why he not? Can, like, cook all those pieces to like, you know develop that taste rather than like if you just take this and throw it on the grill it's gonna taste just like that so no if well he's in a what looks like arizona if he heads about 250 miles east i'm sure he could run into hank hill from king of the hill and he would give him some um propane (laughs) to cook the roadrunner on good dead bird that's true mesquite Or I'm just going off on a tangent, as I normally do. But it's true. I, I think you would get some disease from cooking Roadrunner, if not done the right way. <laughs> like, wouldn't there be some bird flu? <laughs> like, we just had a pandemic where everything's just opening up at the time of this this podcast is being recorded. But, I mean, bird flu back in 2006, there was some serious fear that that was going to be the new CDC pandemic. I mean, you got to take into account though, uh, coyote's digestive system is completely different than our own, particularly cartoon coyote. So who knows? And I'm kind of curious, like, what has the coyote eaten through this entire time span too, where he's trying to catch the the road? Oh, that's runner. a good question. Like, Acme must sell food too, right? <laughs> I mean, he's putting in for so many orders. Yeah, it's like Acme. Uh, what are those MREs? The ready-to-eat meals that the army gets. There must be Swanson's. That, yeah, that that, that acne just sends out. Like you've been such a loyal customer. Here's some freeze-dried ice cream. Here's a TV dinner with Roadrunner. You can't catch your own, so we'll catch it for yeah. you. He's like, no, that's not good enough. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the best irony? Is like Acme owns a Roadrunner farm somewhere. <laughs> He's just blissfully unaware of this, spending his days hunting. Are now we... I want to make that. I'm going to go home and Photoshop that. Oh, box. yeah. The Roadrunner Swanson TV dinner. Yeah, put it on the, your uh, Smiley Virus 2020 yes, Facebook group. Yeah, that. <laughs> so some t-shirts. Make one of our shirts for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> Kim McCarthy, everybody. She knows it. how to design things. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm on it. I yeah, if you go to Frosted. tomorrow. <laughs> if you go to tpublic.com and you can find some of Smiley Virus 2020's creations. Well. Those are Instagram. The T Public is the yeah, but favorite drawings. But that's true. But your your stuff, I did the um, that banner photo of the Daves at the at and, the table. Yep, me with the hat and uh, the space movie with Dave and. Uh... I actually want to make the space movie and the sports T-shirt. Dave wants that. I, you mentioned yeah. you. I, I, I'd, I'd wear that shirt itself okay. too. I that, would, that's great. I can make that happen. Okay. Set yeah. it up on T-Pub. Uh, and I insist on you doing that's that. That's gonna take like yeah. two minutes. That's great. <laughs> sports. 
Oh, God, I love it. Uh, sports. Uh, so you guys were getting at this a while ago, but like the the Roadrunner is like the blissfully unaware protagonist. Like I got such a kick out of that. I think that's why I like preferred this to like I like Tom and Jerry's sort of the the same setup, but like Jerry's clearly outsmarting Tom every time, and like eh, I don't know if I necessarily feel bad for him or whatever. But there there's kind of the back and forth, and he knows he's being hunted. Or, whatever but like the roadrunners either like not caring or like blissful ignorance or just kind of like being unaware this is occurring whom will like everything's like all these machinations mm-hmm. are going on in the background like wiley kiley's got these like rube goldberg machine type things going on and whatnot Uh-oh. it's just like well he's just n- has no idea it's happening in most of them like i find something so funny about that to this day yeah, and I think even the episode that we watched for this, he's reading, like, the recipe book, and the Roadrunner just, like, kind of sneaks up behind him, he's like, meet me, and, like, runs away. Oh, the Roadrunner's such an asshole. Like... <laughs> and that's and that's what I'm talking about, and that's what she's talking about. We're talking about the anti-heroes, and the, uh, the anti-hero in this would be the Coyote, because Wiley Coyote, you kind of root for him a little bit. You want to root for the Roadrunner, but the Roadrunner is such a dick. Just... But I don't think he needs to be. Like, that guy's trying to kill him. Wouldn't you be a dick, too? Okay, so now we're going to get into the victim blaming. Do you victim blame the Roadrunner? Because I kind of feel like if he ended up catching him, in addition to the series being over, the Roadrunner would actually be delicious, but that's not the point. The point is the Roadrunner would be dead, and everybody would say good. He was teasing. Everybody? Well... Okay, maybe not everybody, but <laughs> me specifically, I'd be saying, well, you know what? The Roadrunner you has been a tease yeah. for so goddamn long, teasing this, wow, co- leading him on. <laughs> I am, vi- I am gonna blame the victim in this one. So you know, don't don't cancel me for for saying that a Roadrunner deserves part of, to part of taste like chicken. Life. What's that? Part of the cycle of life. Yes, it is. Yep, yeah. the rule of attrition, but. Uh, <laughs> And I got a kick out of the kid, too, when he's like, I kind of want to be a roadrunner. Meep, meep. And then the other one's like, you need to see a psychiatrist. And... A psychiatrist. What? A psychiatrist. Yeah, like, he says it wrong. And it's, like, repeated several times, like, through. Like, it's just so, there's so much information that happens in a oh, six-minute yeah. cartoon. Like, it's just, it's such a good little short. And I hadn't, before I looked it up again last weekend, I hadn't seen it in, uh maybe 25 years but it's like that's the one that sticks with me because it has such a specific like presence about it oh yeah absolutely breaking the fourth wall and talking like after all this time and he's got kind of like that snooty voice as well and it's like oh well you know if you if you look at this chart uh, it's not what like you would expect. A genius out of... level IQ and like he's I think he says 204 or 207 and like and none of those acting products work and you have that level of iq like you couldn't troubleshoot any of these to work, no. <laughs> to work a little better for you um you're also not expecting the voice out of wiley coyote right. because you're expecting him to be more vicious like <laughs> you're not expecting a british accent sounding like a professor or a theologist right. or, or somebody who with a high iq and as Kimmy said, you would expect a little more effort out of somebody who knows all the parts. Wouldn't you create a machine that actually outsmarts the Roadrunner? Or maybe you can't. Maybe the Roadrunner is just too fucking fast. It's true, too. 
And I just, but I'm always amazed how the uh, the coyote doesn't give up. Wiley Coyote, he, he can just fall with the help sign right here. And he's just like, <laughs> mm, and he just drops to the bottom of the canyon and then gets up, does it again. I always wonder where these signs come from, too, because he's like floating in midair and suddenly realizes he's about to crash into a canyon. And then it's like, oh, like, oh, hold, hold it up again. I need a. Oh. I'm taking a snip. Ah, <laughs> oh, it went. Hold on, it closed. One second. We'll we'll edit around this. I'm just okay. Take care of it and post. There it is. <laughs> and, oh, this is perfect. Awesome. Yes, that's so good. All right, saved. Great. <laughs> I needed to capture the sign, guys. That was great. You have to. No, we weren't gonna leave or sign off without you doing that. <laughs> oh, you got it. So that's that's great. But no, the kids are just adorable, and they look like the typical nineteen sixties kids yeah. that would sit in front of a TV on Saturday morning and watch these cartoons. And they and had they, inquisitive minds. It's they not have like... to be like closer to that TV than we are to this computer well, right now, too. Like... Well, you don't want to sit too <laughs> close in front of the TV, as we said in the intro, and. I'm sure these kids didn't have the the regulations that kids today have now. Right. Everything's on your Roku or your DVR or TiVo. But, like, the characters, it's so self-aware that it almost seems like a satire of this kind of show with those... Like, it seems like a show we talked about a few weeks back, um, uh, Ren and Stimpy, like, yep. just, like, satirizing, like, this kind of show in the past. It, it just seemed so, like, ahead of its time. Beep, beep. Sometimes I feel very sorry for the coyote. Sometimes I wish he'd catch him. If he caught him, there wouldn't be any more Roadrunner. You wouldn't like that, would you? Meep, meep. No. I thought you wouldn't. And even, like, the rest of the whole show, like, the only dialogue, aside from this episode and the whole series, is the meet meet and the occasional signage. Yeah. But it still tells a story through the whole thing. Like, you know, you can turn it on okay. at any point and you know what's going on. And there's something just, like, calming about that, too. Like, I mentioned seeing this exhibit out at the EMP, and they had a Roadrunner like projection going on and it was just looping Roadrunner cartoons and the room was just filled with beanbag chairs and I'm like okay I've been on like I was taking a trip I'd been to Chicago for like five days and then went out to Seattle to visit family and I was a little like I'm a little tired I could I could sit here and just watch the Roadrunner for a little bit and that's what Not I did the security for. guards in the room I can tell you that <laughs> much right now I, I, I feel like it would be the perfect thing to have like on in the background in like a restaurant or something the way like sports is on in the background or I, i've always found like bloopers or something like that would be funny because you can kind of look up and just like tune in for a couple seconds or a minute you just get what's going on right. and like you don't even necessarily need any sound to it but... no you don't you and see? that's and that's um, fine the sound like maybe just speaking on on my behalf i i would imagine that you guys know that listening to something on a continuous loop, at least for my case, is just torture. Oh, it bugs me too. I don't like when words get repeated. But some people are okay together. with that. Like yeah. some people, 
and when I worked up at the museum, we, we had this one exhibit, uh, and it would just play this Aaron Copland piece on a continuous basis. It would be about 13 seconds every time, and it was just a snippet. And people loved uh, it. And people would just stand there for hours. Close. It would just, oh. Mm, that's way too often. No, and, and, and they knew it, too. And I'd have to go to, to that exhibit. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This is where people are the worst. <laughs> I learned recently there's a... Spotify playlist that is like um, you can do one for like an office setting so like while you're working from home it can sound like you're in an office or it can sound like you're in a coffee shop and like no no that just sounds like there would be like that one noise that like you pick up during that that I'd be like oh I'm not looking forward to that coming back around again <laughs> yes oh I, I've had those like sleep sound machine type things before yeah and like you have whatever you know rain okay that's fine but like there's like a rainforest one and like there's a slight like a monkey off the distance yes. in, in the background yep. and i was like every seven and a half minutes i'm gonna hear that same noise <laughs> yes. again and I, i'm gonna focus in on this and i cannot fall asleep to the sound because it will cycle through again in, co yeah. in college we had a kid who he was actually a good kid but he left his door open one night and he was playing the rocky dvd menu he passed out from oh no those things oh. life and yep that is a huge pet peeve of mine it's like turn turn it off and i know i sound ocd because i probably am but it's true it's like dun 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 dun, dun, dun. and i'm like one day That's i just long... i just decided after two hours the kid was so passed out and instead of slapping on his face like are you alive i i decided to just like take the like sneak in doo, 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 kind of like a roadrunner cartoon almost <laughs> get the remote control doo, 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 yeah. and turn it off Quick. and they didn't oh no nobody in that room noticed a damn thing nobody i'm like wow are they even alive well that's not my problem <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so that's so an of that era thing like the repeating dvd menu oh. that's been left on is like i do not miss that being like a common thing now like so i had a oh, sorry. oh go ahead i was gonna say my college had like a dvd station so it was like five movies that they would put on for the week and like right on going into the weekend at some point it got stuck in the same 13 minutes of willy wonka and, oh, no. and it's and it's like one of those things like I would put it on to fall asleep to or something and then you couldn't do it because it's like um, cycling it's like the scene before they go to the factory like when they're all at dinner or whatever and I don't like Willy Wonka so I, I haven't watched the movie in a while but it was like suddenly the grandfather can walk again to go to the free candy factory trip yeah. but it was just like this one scene over and over but it took me like three loops of it to figure out that it was it had started repeating and yeah. um i think clerks was on that same week too I'm like oh. why couldn't it get stuck in clerks like i could watch 13 minutes of clerks over and over again and never know that you know the plot wasn't progressing at all <laughs> i think that was just one of those oh. cartoons that was critically acclaimed but it was never going to go any further than what it was clerks no the cartoon not the oh, actual movie okay. no this like... was the movie oh yeah, okay that's... i thought you were talking about the abc the, the abc series no, oh no. okay this was the actual movie i gotcha not the series okay yeah. Uh, you're giving me flashbacks. I, I had a. That would probably. I had a. Uh, that's a. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, I had a roommate freshman year of college who had one of those CD alarm clocks, so it, it didn't even like 
set to a radio station. Like he'd listen to this, wake up to the same song every day. And it was U2's Beautiful Day. No. Which, and he woke up before me. So every day there would be like two or three minutes of that song for me every morning. Just Get him like, on the podcast if you're still in contact so with his kids so we can yell at him for listening to <laughs> right? shitty music. <laughs> that song. Ugh, that is uh, every day. Yeah, oh. yeah. For at least I'd say two or three months. Wow. Was Never he training for a, a decathlon or something, or was he just, just a positive? I think it was just then? inspiring. Like when he woke up, I think it was that kind of like, yeah, it is a beautiful day. I'm gonna wake up. I cannot to wake home. up with that level of enthusiasm. I I got so bitter, and I, I'm someone who wakes up easily, like usually in a good mood or whatever. But like something about that song just like to this day like just like Makes you flashbacks or whatever if i hear it yeah no those are the positive people that turn positive people like me negative like holy shit he's playing bono again you know he's got like a live laugh love sign in his house now yeah right? exactly <laughs> yeah exactly but the com- the, he's in the, the what is that, Geico, whatever commercial that is where he's throwing oh out yeah the signs. like He's Do we really need sign. a live, laugh, love sign? No. Yes. The answer is no. No fussing. No fussing. <gasps> House is decorated with those motivational piss, uh, posters of like a cat hanging from a clothesline. Hang in there, baby. In there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So, oh, go ahead. No, yeah. what were you going to say, Jane? I was going to say, but before we move on to the cereal, yeah. I wanted to get your take on this. Uh, I have an opinion, but they're coming out with a um, supposedly developing a uh, feature length um, hybrid like live action and animated Roadrunner Wiley Coyote. I think the t- title is going to be like Coyote versus Acme, like feature length movie in two years. Yep. And oh, wow. Any thoughts? You're hearing it the first time right here on the Frost. Yeah. It's a lot to process all at once. I just, I, like you were saying earlier, though, like the six, seven minute thing, like I think it's perfect in that. Like I can't even I, see a full yeah. half hour episode of this. So, I mean, maybe they'll pull it off, but it just like the format does not seem right for this kind of thing. I mean, and it could be, you know, different to like an hour and a half of that or even, I mean, even an hour. I don't, I don't know what a typical like kids feature length film would be like. And then I guess the question is that, is that even a kid's film? Like, yeah. you know, like Shrek is a kid's movie, but it's definitely not a kid's movie. But um, they talk to each other, so. Well, the difference, look, I guess, it's like. It looks like it's like the Lego Batman movie people making well, it. So I guess, like, kid's movie with, like, some, with some like, adult humor thrown in kind of vibe. I mean, if it's just the coyote, like, I feel like that would be, like, the coyote and the runner, roadrunner, that'd be a long movie. But if there's a lot of, like, the outside looking in and commentary and other ca- characters, I feel like that could work. Where you're, like, breaking away from the silence of the roadrunner right. coyote setting yeah. up to get yeah. the perspective. Did- Disney's of the Cruella. people that are probably like, why is this happening? Why does he keep buying Acme products? Like... Right. Well, <laughs> this well, anti-hero movies and feature films are in. Disney's Cruella just came out, right. or it's coming out pretty soon, and I think we're going to see more of that in the coming future. All your, all the Disney villains and all the Warner Brothers villains. I think we're going to see them humanized because we love anti-heroes. I, I do. I at like, some point. I like the idea we talked about a little while ago about turning all the Disney princesses into the villain. Like, their prequel story is just like, you know, like, Bella's really, like, 
and trapped her stepfather or something and is a serial killer and that's why they live often you know this they, tiny house by themselves and they could do that with cinderella in, yeah you come in you could easily do where that with cinderella Bella's no longer crazy yeah. where, where the ugly stepsisters were actually not so ugly inside and out but you could easily turn cinderella into a villain yeah that's the that's the next genre i want to see is making the protagonist the evil villain. I, in I her, love that in their pre-story. <laughs> well, I feel like there's there's a Disney Channel series of films targeted at like tweens that is like focusing on like the the children of the villains, like all going to high school together as a group. It's it's fairly popular. Of course, I'm blanking on the name, and I that. haven't heard like of a, that. But I yeah, they've got a series of like it's... three or four movies. Yeah. No, I believe that it exists, and it will only exist in the Disney Channel universe, akin to High School Musical. Oh yeah, no, it, it's that level of popularity, I think. Too. Or oh, Hannah geez. Montana, or I'm I'm showing my age right now. Hannah Montana slash uh, Miley Cyrus. Uh, when I went to Vegas, she had a show going on in MGM that weekend. So we walked into the MGM casino, and I'm like, "This is so cool," because it's like it's Vegas, it's MGM, like, you know, and it was just little preteen, early teenage girls in pink wigs everywhere, and it really, you know, for, like, one of the first places we went into, it was like, well, that kind of ruined this whole experience right off the bat, but we just went and found another casino that didn't have teenagers running all over it. Serial <laughs> mm. time. Excellent. I mean... I was just talking about Belle Big being a serial killer, so that feels like as good a transition. <laughs> so, so just so our listeners don't feel about, uh, Descendants. Descendants was the title of this oh. because they've been going on for like five or six years, and yeah, I just opened up the poster and it looks ridiculous. There are at least three of them, maybe a fourth one coming out, and oof. <laughs> it looks like brutal. maybe maybe so bad it's good. I can't quite tell. I might have to watch. It I'm gonna have to watch too. I'm a big. It's hard like for... once once I watch something, it's like it doesn't or start reading something. It doesn't matter how bad it yeah. is. I need to understand how it finishes. And sometimes yeah. I'll go through a whole series. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just gonna watch the movie. And sometimes I just look it up on Wikipedia, and it's an hour of my life gone instead of how. <laughs> well, so, so I just hole. briefly scrolled, and it, it's a deep Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm kind of curious now. I'll have to take a look. We'll have to do a separate episode. Yeah. Or we just go well, down these rabbit holes. I don't, I don't need to. No. <laughs> just, just check in and review it, right? I could see them, seriously, not to go too much down the provocative path, but with everything going on in the Middle East, I could see Jafar having a backstory. His kids one of the ones in here. There's yeah. definitely a Jafar. Oh, man. Jafar yeah, has, I could see that. The fact Jafar yeah. has kids. That's weird. Right? <laughs> that implies Who's the other parent? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, implies yeah, a lot exactly. of things. And yeah. I feel like every time you learn someone has a kid, it's like, wow, that's a lot of information in one yeah. sentence. Like, yeah. Yeah, especially some of those characters. Yeah. I, I feel like out of all the Disney villains, he is the one that you could humanize the most for some reason. There's something about him. There's... Given all the, the Ursula and Gaston, I mean, maybe Gaston, because every woman, if you ask the Beast, Adam, or Gaston, most women want to be with Gaston, because Gaston likes to cause trouble, likes to have a little fun and mischief, 
but nobody gives love to Jafar because he's there's something like he's got a soft side. He you know what I mean? You with his yeah, dick. but I got a feeling that he was an innocent growing up. He and then something happened to him. I could see them Disney coming out with Disney's Jafar. Oh, young Jafar, Jafar. <laughs> young not Jafar. The straight to, not the straight to uh, VHS Return of Jafar that we saw oh, as a kid, so but bad. yeah. But we're talking more like Jafar just walking around the, the the Arabian streets. You know, you're like about to get a cease and desist order, and then in like two years, this is going to be out. Well, we <laughs> have a gentleman here who knows a thing or two about copyright law. Is that not right, Esquire? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving advice on any of this, but okay. I didn't I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Well, so wait a minute, I, my, I just my question is my question is that character was probably original to the Disney movie, right? Not mm. not to like a thousand and one nights or whatever it was, right. or Arabian mm-hmm. Nights, whatever the original tale. Oh so, yeah, because if we're going back to that book, then you know, public domain, and we can see. <laughs> Just have to depict him a little differently. Well, you have to. T- I have to look up when one of these days copyright laws and when copyrights end for characters. The only thing I know about copyright laws are that copyrights for royalties for music, uh, for songs, end after fifty years. I think. Right, Not so. exactly, but okay. yeah. Well, convenient enough, it's kind of Disney that's ex- extended it. The thing I don't understand is why he wants to eat the Roadrunner in the first place. A legitimate question, young man, deserving a legitimate answer. Now then, I can easily understand why it should puzzle you that a person of my intelligence, uh, IQ 207, super genius, should devote his valuable time chasing this ridiculous roadrunner. This bird that appears to be so skinny, scrawny, stringy, unappetizing, anemic, ugly, and misbegotten. Ah, but how little you know about roadrunners. Actually, the roadrunner is to the taste buds of a coyote what caviar, champagne, filet mignon, and chocolate fudge are to the taste buds of a man. All right, so we want to get into the cereal? Yes. Be right back on the frosted side. We'll return to the frosted side after these messages. Wake up, guys. We got work to do. We do? Well, I've got to get out the morning edition. And we've got to get out the breakfast edition. What's it say? Snap, crackle, pop. What else? Snap, it's the snappiest sound to do. You gotta get cracking when crackle comes through. But there's no stopping once pop is popping. Snap, crackle, pop, talking just to you. Sounds good. Kellogg's Rice Krispies, the talking part of this complete breakfast. Mmm, good work, guys. When it comes to breakfast, we deliver. Hey guys, it's Dave Morrison here reminding you that it's your support of the podcast that helps us keep rolling right along. And one of the best ways to support the podcast is to head on over to tpublic.com and type in our name, The Frosted Side. Yes, you can put our mug on your mug. Literally, mugs, t-shirts, tank tops. Summer's here and you want to show off those gorgeous, hairless arms of yours at the beach with our logo. You can do no wrong. And masks, yes, COVID 
is just about in the rear view mirror, but you're not ready to part ways with that mask on your face. So you can put our logo on it and let everybody know that you're tuned to the frosted side. tpublic.com. Type in the name, the frosted side. And now back to the frosted side. So are we capturing audio of the snapping, crackling, and popping? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I have never actually believed this until now. I always thought it was just an old wives' tale. <laughs> Whoa. I'm amazed. It's like mind blown right My mind is blown. Mind blown. So I told you guys this already before we started recording, but in the spirit of total transparency for our audience, I have a confession. I did not get your regular standard flavored rice and okay. crispies, which is one of my go-tos. I had a box of the um, cookies and cream flavored rice krispies right. sitting around and hadn't cracked it open. And uh, I was like, all right, I got to try that rather than having a second box of rice krispies around the house. And uh, decent, not something I'd like a little too sweet like not something i'd go to would probably be perfect for like the rice crispy treat oh that does sound but uh mm. treat. yeah a, a, a little weird is like i wouldn't want this in the morning no i can't do like that level of sugar on my food like first thing when i wake up i'm not i'm yeah. not like a wake up and have a big breakfast person i'll just like kind of munch on something so like anything that's like super sugary i'm like okay i'll have that like for lunch, but I'm not going to wake up and eat a bowl. Oh, I needed sugar. I used to, like, put a spoonful of sugar in my cereal, oh, dry. See, I, like, I like the plainest of plain foods, and I think that's something that kind of helps me get along with Dave, is that, you know, because of his rather <laughs> limited diet, like, he, you know, it's yeah. not that you don't like flavored things, but, <laughs> um, I think in terms of being selective about what you're eating that's true gets it too um, yeah so like this is a know, quantum leap for me i like, was very picky growing up i like i loved right like if there's a plain cereal then i probably ate it and like no sugar added like so i love like rice krispies and cornflakes and regular cheerios look at you miss thang you know what you want in your cereal absolutely nothing i don't even put milk in my cereal which has driven like my whole family cra like i will sit here and just eat the dry dry cereal <laughs> and um because yeah. I, I like i like my food crunchy too you know like i've joked like salads are just a vehicle to get croutons in my mouth <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know, like i just like you know i like the crunch and, um so plain dry boring cereal is my go-to so like with the exception of like well, corn pops uh, I, that you guys did corn pops a couple weeks ago too well so we did a we did a kicks episode at one point uh. and i feel like that hit that hits like kind of a similar spot in that it's like boring but one step away from like the health foodie like all brand type cereals and things like that like right like rice krispies is boring but there's definitely like there's a little sweetness yeah. to it like there's cartoon mascots it makes a noise that's yeah, something i think that's their big gimmick is the snap crackle pop i thought it was just a marketing gimmick mm -hmm. but alas no it's a real deal or and I, you know what it's pretty impressive 
and I told you before it is too like because we have the special K box of one of the cereals we've done, and I always felt like yeah, like special K is another one that I'm a big fan of, and it's like even they're like fake chocolate that they've added into it. No, this just doesn't have the right flavor. But well, so I was gonna get at that. I feel like this is like Rice Krispies and Special K are really similar from like a taste point of view too. I don't. Th- I, special K must be rice based yeah. too. Like it's, it's like Special K taste. tastes like somebody blew up the Rice Krispies or like yeah. flattened. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And no, but but like in, in in that room. In that regard, like, I don't think I had Special K until my, like, late teens because, like, I mean, their advertising platform was, like, it's a healthy cereal for women specifically. And, and, like, Rice Krispies were, like, yeah, here are are our elves. Kids come come and play with the cereal. It was, like, advertised like it was, like, the Pop Rocks of cereal or something like that. And, like, Special K was, like... Your mom wants this before, you know, <laughs> she goes to aerobics right. class. Yeah. No, that that is that is so true. But yeah, like I've just I've always felt like there's just something like simple and delicious about Rice Krispies without having to add anything to it. Like marshmallows. Now, now where do you guys where do you guys land on Rice Krispie treats? No, I can't have any anymore cuz it's not marshmallows. Oh, right, yeah. I've decided he's not eating marshmallows now, but uh, I love Rice Krispies treats. They're, I mean, they're really, they're yeah. really easy to make too. So, uh, yeah, I did it's like it. so they simply the, done. Um, the red and blue Rice Krispies for the Fourth of July, so you can make like the red, white, and oh, blue yeah. Rice Krispies squares as well. So those are usually pretty good. Yeah, I think they were doing red and green Christmas ones for oh, a while yeah, there too. I'm not sure yeah. if those are. They're still like, they definitely can capitalize on just like, oh, we'll just add a little bit of color to this, and you'll Easter. have this whole other like color palette to work with. Remember the Easter treats. egg of Rice Krispie treats? Is that Rice Krispies or was it? No, Easter egg Rice Krispie treats. Ooh, yeah, with the little Easter egg shapes. Yeah. Oh. I feel like a million other cereals have tried to do that thing and sell it in bars. Like, here's our cereal bound together with a bunch of marshmallows. Like, try it. You know, it's like our cereal's version of, like, the Rice Krispie Treat. And, like, none quite like work like, like that. It's something about the texture of this yeah, stuff. Like, I've seen, like, Golden Grahams one, I think. Yeah. But it's always, they're yes, always mixed yeah. with, like, something else, too. It's never just... Yeah, like, actual pieces of chocolate yeah. thrown in there or yeah, something. This is like, trying to be a s'mores like or something. Box yeah. cereal bag of marshmallows. So I, I think it's also cool that it's like one of the only cereals that like works in other things too. Like if you think of like um like this is definitely what's in like a Nestle's Crunch yeah. bar, right? It's gotta be like little rice crispy pieces mm. in there. And like I feel like I've seen it like served over ice cream and like yeah, it kinda works. And, that capacity too. Yeah, like, it's a good topping. I'm, I'm like, I've never seen thing. it served over ice cream, but I believe it exists, and I believe it's an actual. Maybe thing. I'm thinking of one of those like froyo stand type. Are things. you sure you're not thinking of grape nuts over froyo? Oh, that's because odd. that. Oh, is that's common. that's good actually. Yeah, now that you mention it, that's really well, good. Is it? Yeah. Well, you go to it surprisingly like McDonald's. Think about it when they have their frozen yogurt, their parfait. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. Uh, they have yep. grape nuts or something similar to grape nuts. I do not feel like I would get 
and scrape out the part that is a McDonald's. No, we just <laughs> sprinkle some on. Well, when, well, think about this. When you go to the supermarket and you have the yogurt, you dip the grape nuts in the yogurt. And they have it in the, the package, package above, for when you go into the dairy aisle. I s- yeah, it's like, it's it works as kind of a granola alternative. Yeah. It's definitely like, wait, the grape nuts or the spice cookies? Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to eat grape nuts all the time because when my you mom... You have a box right over there. Yes, I do. I actually bought a grape nuts brand... Raisin Bland... Raisin Bland, that's accurate, too. <laughs> Raisin Bran Clusters, believe it or not. And um, it's great for changing bodies as we get older. When I would watch the Today Show with my mother, I would watch Willard Scott. He'd come on and he'd do the, the birthdays and so forth. And then Katie Couric and Brian Gumble, because my mom loved Brian Gumble. And I'd watch with her because that was the only free time we had. And then we'd watch the ads. And then I'd see ads for Special K or or Grape Nuts. And obviously not marketed to my age group. Right. But I would watch that and I would be like, Mom, can I have Grape Nuts? And she's like, you're going to eat it? You're going to like it? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, fine, you're going to eat it. And I ate it. <laughs> I ate all of it. So, and my mom was yeah, under Underrated cereal. <laughs> Well, you were getting your second bowl, we were talking about how, like, the Special K and Rice Krispies were kind of the same thing, but one's marketed to kids and one's marketed to, towards your mom, so. You know, I gotta Apparently say, I think you're right. towards you. So. Well, it, the, I, I didn't realize that until just now. <laughs> I guess you could say the Special K, they're kind of like broken up Special K brand clusters, if you think about it. They're just kind of... Oh yeah, they're really close. They are really close. It's just it really is about marketing, and a lot of people don't understand it when it comes to their food product because it's what you see on the box, and it shows how powerful advertising is. And like when I was a kid, I used to see beer commercials. Now, obviously, I didn't drink beer as a kid; nobody did. But you would see the beer pouring over the the mug, and then. You realize years later that that was just um, liquid dish detergent, or um, yeah, they would just oh, pour no. some oh, yeah. from yeah, Dawn in there. Is like the actual food that you're looking at. Exactly, or if you, on the box you'd see the milk, it looks like milk in a cereal. How'd you get that milk so thick? It's actually glue. Yep. Yeah, Elmer's glue. Yep. That's how all the cereals. So, uh, nice yeah. question for you guys. Um, have you had the other like variants or any thoughts on those like Cocoa Krispies no. or I think there was a Rice Krispie Treats cereal at one point that they might even still make. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely had both of those growing up, but they do. Um, the Cocoa Krispies might've been a little too chocolatey. So it might've been like that kind of every now and then kind of cereal versus like, yeah. here, have this every morning. Like, yeah. Um, I- I got a feeling that the Cocoa Krispies would be similar to Count Chocula or the Hershey Kiss cereal from the General Mills I mean, family. It's literally just this, but with chocolate flavor. No, I'm talking about the flavoring that yeah. goes into it. See, I'm not the biggest chocolate person, hmm. and I'm not going to pretend for the listeners at home or anybody else in the room and across the screen that I am. I'm not. I like my chocolate every now and then. If it's vegan, great. And it doesn't have any milk in it. There's no 
nuts or allergies, that's great. I can't have anything with hazelnut or almond, you know. But anywho, I would not say that I'm the biggest fan of milk chocolate. Kim is. I know you are, Dave. I've never been a milk chocolate guy. I've, it's sad, but true. I've always believed that there should be a separation of church and state when it comes to the two. And I don't know what it <laughs> is about chocolate mood juice, but just there's something gross. And it just maybe it's just part of my the way I react to foods. I, I see people drinking it, or I'm like, yeah, not for me. Not for me. And um, I don't know why. Maybe maybe it's the way it's marketed, or maybe I just don't like the taste of chocolate and milk. Ugh. I can see it. I can it's see just, it. It I makes mean, sense. I mean, I don't necessarily agree, but no, it makes I sense. No, I know. And, and this is why I'm not fun when it comes to my foods. <laughs> this is why I probably never gotten invited to any parties growing up, because I was always grossed oh. out by things at the lunch table. Well, party food's gross in and of itself. When I was a kid, I would always have the Tropicana juice box that my mom gave me. Uh, I never had a sandwich. I always had like a, like an orange and maybe some Colombo yogurt, blueberry. That was my like lunch. at school? At school. Oh, I just did the hot lunch. Oh, we do the hot lunch on Friday. Pizza. P- pizza. pizza? Yeah, Friday pizza. I didn't know it was Elio's pizza because of the way it was marketed. Yeah. The school had a phase where they did like the everything pizza on Friday for a little bit, and Ooh. clearly, as you've heard me describe my taste in cereal, you can assume I did not. Oh no! Yeah, an right. Everything oh, no. pizza at like eight years old, <laughs> and so it was like between that and tuna, and it was like, hmm. And I would just like peel the whole top off and just but, eat the dough. Oh, chicken nuggets! What was that? Wednesday or Thursday? I think it was. I want to say it was Wednesday, Thursday. at least in our school, in the Westford School District. So we had, uh, not, yeah, we had chicken nuggets, tater tots, which actually we had french fries. You had an option of tater tots and french fries and then corn and milk. But I was always the plain milk guy. Oh, all my kid, all my friends had chocolate milk and. And one day I was like, Mom, why don't I have chocolate milk? And she was like, David, you're not going to like it. I can tell you that much right now. Knowing you, you're not going to like it. And she was probably right. Moms know best. I did chocolate milk my very first day of school, like elementary school and first grade. And our custodian always handed out milk during lunch. And he remembered the entire building's milk preference for, like, the entire six years that right. I was in school there, I got a chocolate milk from him every day without having to ask. Him. Like, Aww, nice. was, yeah, he was really sweet. Yeah, he was, and that, I felt bad like great. the one time I was like, could I have a regular milk today? And <laughs> like, yeah, hey, you know, he's no teaching problem. you young. So, but no, he, he remembered everyone's preference. Well, that sounds like cool. a really cool cat. Yeah. No, the closest thing I've ever had to chocolate milk would be when we had Kevin Harrington on, and we had he did the Cocoa Puffs. I think that was our second episode, and oh yeah, uh, he yeah. was drinking the milk. Yeah. From the from bowl. bowl after it's made, I, w- I was going to say that's probably been the one benefit to the chocolate or the cocoa Rice Krispies in milk is then you have chocolate milk at the end of your bowl of cereal. I guess I could do it if it's when it's oat milk. Maybe it depends on the type of milk, because obviously it's oat milk or coconut milk for me or soy milk. So it, it's not so horrible. 
It depends on how the chocolate complements the milk. Okay. And what type of milk you're using. Kim's got that face on. I was going to say, you can't, you could probably hear what my face looks like if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> it's disappointment. We had to, <laughs> we did taco night last night, uh, and uh, we didn't, I didn't get her, her regular cheddar. I no. used the, uh, the day of cheddar. I made Daya. I yeah. it wasn't going to get melted because I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> but that's the big complaint about people who aren't vegans is that the food that you're eating, it, the, the, the cheese, it doesn't melt. Uh, like I had some friends that went up to uh, northern New York State and Montreal where the big thing up there is poutine. And they so have uh, vegan poutine options now and they use, I think, the day of cheese and it, it melts differently. And that's the big complaint. You... Well, the cheese curds on poutine don't even really melt, melt. That's its yeah. own kind of yeah. thing. Well, too. that's a big complaint, like, yeah. And I get it, but if I'm going to have poutine, I'm not even going to have it poutine unless it's vegan because just the actual idea of gravy and cheese curds on french fries alone should just <laughs> t make your stomach turn. So are you getting, like, a jackfruit? Agree to disagree. Yeah, oh, I love that stuff. Oh man. Poutine. Can they do that though? Oh, maybe. It's well, they do like have a beef substitute. Well, they, well, so when we do tofurkey for Thanksgiving, I always uh, have the, uh, the the fake gravy that that comes with the tofurkey in the package, and then that stuff's surprisingly good. The gravy that oh, comes with that. the okay. fake tofurkey, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's easy to cook. It's easy to to assemble and and and. And defrost and and put in the um, the, the pots and uh, bada bing, it's 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 good to go along with the the fake fake turkey meat. But uh, yeah, no, I I don't mind that. But the jackfruit is for like I want to say like ribs, ribs, yeah, like ribs and like buffalo chicken or like pulled pork. Yeah, yeah, barbecue yeah. products yeah, pretty much. Of course, it has that same texture shredded yeah, sort of it's yeah just, it does not it does not taste what, right so <laughs> so this is pretty it, it, you probably have to go to like a um an international food store whole foods no not whole foods actually whole foods might have it but the one i'm thinking about uh is banana blossom it's uh, popular in thailand and you can it's it's a fruit banana blossom but you can actually make it into seafood Oh, I know. What you're I showed about. you the video uh, a couple oh, years ago. It's called banana blossom. Mm. If I'm not yeah, it's like the I don't know flower part, stamen or something, right? That is the edible part. Is that the one you're talking mm. about? Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. Yeah, um, it's some part of it, and she spent like tons and tons of time like peeling it all apart and then deep frying it. It's like, oh, well, if it's deep fried, I guess I could eat it, but. Um, yeah, there are some things that he pulls out that it's like, oh, like, you know, this I'm is so bad. Right like, now. I love the fake chicken tenders that that we get. Yeah, the banana, the, the garden. Yeah, I mean, it's so accessible now. The, but there it is, banana yeah. blossom fish. Everything is so accessible, and it looks like fish. And it looks like fish, and or if you type in banana blossom and fish, uh, just as an aside, folks, you can find just about every recipe known to every gender and every age group in re regards to fish I mean, you don't even need even excuse me you don't even need go up to browns or or Marquis lobster anymore because your your vegan 
fried fish problems are solved. What <laughs> what will go. they think of next? Vegan lobster? Don't be plant based lobster. Oh. Something about like a vegan crawfish boil just doesn't sound right. Let me search vegan lobster. Well, I feel like I feel like fake crab has been a thing for oh no, that that uses actual like yeah, the, fish weird, in the it. Now that I think about it. The fake yeah. Crab or Scrod or something in it. This mushroom tastes just like lobster. This this fella right here, Sauce Stasha. Um, he's got like three hundred ninety thousand views, and uh, he's like holding up a mushroom that you can turn into, I guess, lobster meat or the lobster meat substitute. So, so I had a. Um... Uh, deep fried uh, with like a corn flour um, oyster mushroom po' boy and it did kind of do like that kind of thing like if you were going to have like a fried seafood or something something about the texture and the, the flavors at play and the like deep fried like oyster mushroom it like actually worked on the po' boy so I, I think there are some mushrooms you could kind of approximate seafood with especially with that kind of like if you're going to do it in like an Asian style, like some of that, like specifically like the Japanese kind of like umami kind of taste to it with like some shiitake and whatnot. I, I bet you could capture some like seafoody dishes that way. You guys have me Googling what, what mock turtle soup is now. I'm like, that's a term of phrase. I heard. What is mock turtle? Mock turtle. Well, yeah. Uh, don't, don't Google okay. it. Mock oh turtle. God. Oh no. Oh, oh, okay. Going back. <laughs> With the shell filled up with soup. Uh, again, I believe it exists. You know, little legs, like, sticking out, and then just fluid. Up until Perfect. I met Kim, I had no idea that there was fried alligator that even existed. And I, I used to go to Florida all the time with my family, but I never actually uh, heard about everything that um, they do down in the everything South. Because you went eat. to, because Kim went to school in Louisiana uh, for grad school, LSU, and... Uh, talk about every type of crawfish boil out there and she tells me that if i go to louisiana nice. yep. i'm gonna have to let my vegan guard down because there's going to be next to no Nothing. options and i looked up just about every vegan restaurants i typed in vegan restaurants in nolens and i don't want to say i'm going to prove you wrong but okay maybe in the french quarter maybe in the <laughs> french quarter i'm shit out of luck I mean, yeah, it's trying to find, like, that good Creole Cajun, like, food. But it, I just feel like it's not the same when it's got just the vegan meat, quote-unquote, in it instead of, you know, some good old andouille sausage and etouffee with mm. Cajun, or with crawfish. and mm -hmm. La bon like, temps roulette. Fried, fried I'm and blackened so out. I'm so hungry <laughs> now. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I want alligator eat. tastes like chicken, so that's... Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a really easy one to make. Uh, and one day, maybe alligator chicken will taste just like Roadrunner chicken. Maybe. Or coyote chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we wrap up, I wanted to break some news slash get your thoughts. I think you might have seen this, Dave, because I think it might have gotten sent to us on our Instagram. But um, So are you guys familiar with um, the... What, what's it called? The... Coke, Coke freestyle machines. Like if you go to a movie theater, there are those Coca Cola like vending machines where you can like add flavors. Oh, yeah. and it's like this yeah. whole screen. You're like, oh, I want like a half cherry, half yeah. lime Coke sure, Zero, and you do all those things. So Kellogg's is attempting to launch like a uh, cereal vending machine. Oh. I, I 
can't quite see where it's going to be. I think it's going to be coffee shops, probably like, you know, those whole, whole um, like a motel that has like the free continental breakfast, those kind mm. of places. And it looks like you can like, you has some sort of robot in there. You can like combine different ingredients and kind of like create your own that cereals. Bring and me through, back like, it, whatever. That bring me back to motel six. I can tell you that straight up. So was yeah, I right. supposed to be mixing the cereals from the two containers next to each other at the right. yeah exactly that seems like a much <laughs> but now a robot can do it for you but it seems like a much simpler solution to just go half of this one and half of that one I, especially with like people like dave with like nut allergies i can can't even imagine like the cross-contamination yeah. on something yeah. like this when you have yeah, like it's gonna be a hard uh, no for me dog plus like i'm still I mean, I'm definitely not like, yeah, let's go hit up a buffet anytime soon, too, right? Oh, now. no, no, we don't. Let's go touch things. Yeah, no. We, we were talking. <laughs> I mean, because we're, as an aside, we were talking about going to the Polar Park to see a Woo Sox game. And I know it's about six. Oh, fun. It looks yeah. fun, but they're at near capacity. So it's almost like I oh, want to yeah. go. But, I but yeah. it's like people. I want to see how the first <clears throat> round goes. Of this kind of all the restrictions lifted, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a few weeks before I'm. Yeah, I'm see get, if like, the numbers yeah. just start climbing back up, yeah. or if, yeah, no, I completely so, agree. I'm still yeah. a little like anxious about dipping my toe back into public. Yeah, I, I'm afraid to watch tonight's Celtics game with seventeen thousand uh, people there. We, and just, I mean, oh, we had the Bruins like... on last night, and the only people wearing a mask is like each coach and then the guy singing the national anthem and. Yeah. How does Ton Angeli have a mask on and is able to sing the national anthem? And I get it because we're both familiar with mics and you pick up all sorts of germs with mics. And okay, maybe he's got a voice that's loud and booming. I mean, he was a vocal major at Berkeley, so I would assume that he probably has that deep baritone so maybe maybe i just answered my own question but still even with my voice so loud i don't think i could even imagine I'm, speaking with with mask a mask up the whole time i would like, just rip it off and then i just put it back on and then spray the microphone down uh spray the condenser with a little bit of lysol and then be good like we used like we usually do in radio all the time right or radio people i should say so I'm hearing some dadas in the background. Uh -oh. I think it may be time for me to tag out. So, uh... <laughs> Let's... Yes, yes, please. Yeah, I want to hear all about. Oh, <laughs> I'll try to condense it because. <laughs> no, no, please. Say, so along with um, my regular full-time job work, um, I also, you've seen, uh, me sharing the smiley virus parody songs that. I've been writing during the pandemic, um, and I also manage a, uh, a memorial foundation in honor of my dad giving out scholarships to students pursuing um, STEM degrees uh, after college or after high school, whether it's mm -hmm. a two or four year, five year program, whatever do, what they're doing. So that's the, the Brian S. McCarthy Memorial Foundation, um, which now that I've had to write that out thousands and thousands of times, I realized... I need to, to figure out how to shorten that shorten it because every time I have to talk about it or like write yeah. it down it's like man like half my introduction was getting the name out there but um 
And I also do the faceless favorite drawing, which is kind of my take on, you know, my nerdy take being an architect. Uh, we have this kind of like architectural sketch person that you draw in for scale and it's just triangle people. So it started yeah. as this idea of like, what's the minimum amount of information that you can present and still be able to recognize the character. So I've been developing that. So those are kind of my, all of my little online side projects too that I work on. And the the parody of the last year has been a really kind of fun <laughs> outlet, you know, for me, for me oh, personally. Yeah. And it's like, I read through them and you can kind of just see like the different transition of the pandemic as it's gone on. Like it started with the whole social distancing thing and then it started with the, you know, like, okay, we're Zooming and we're working from home. And um, I collaborated with a friend of mine, uh, Mark Oswald of Best Not Broken, to um, get the song made for Can We Zoom Again, which was written during a Zoom training meeting on how to use Zoom. And I <laughs> just, like, just kind of captured, like, that whole experience of the meeting, too. And check um, out Mark's work with Best Not Broken yes. on Bandcamp and SoundCloud and wherever yeah. music is available. They're out of New Hampshire. So it kind of went from, like, from that to <coughs> Zoom meetings to, like, the hobbies and things where people were doing, because Dave's feedback initially was like, well, all you write about is, like, sitting at home and being on Zoom calls and drinking, and, like, is that what you've not been doing for the That's last... That's life now, right? <laughs> Has that not been your last month? I don't know about you. So. And, uh, and depending it's... on how many people aren't vaccinated, we might be returning right. back to that life all of a sudden. So. But yeah. it's just kind of fun to, like, go back and look through all the different songs and see when I started talking about, like, having to wear a mask somewhere. And, like, um, I didn't really talk too much about it, but it's, like, when I got laid off, it got mentioned in, in one of the songs I had done. And um, I tried to tackle um, We Didn't Start the Fire. And I, like, looking back, I'm like, I did that way too early because I kind of <laughs> thought... There's so much yeah, more content like, now. I did it at the start of May last year. And there was already, like, enough information to fill a song. And, like, at the end of the year last year, I was like, I should have waited. But, like, but, um, and it's just been, just been kind of a fun little outlet and hopefully something that people read and enjoy reading. I was definitely inspired by, um, so my brother, like, probably a month before the shutdown, said something about, like, I already have my corona stuck in my head and it's not even a song yet. <laughs> And, you know, a couple people produced that. Do, and then do, I forget do, the comedian's do, do, name. Do, do. I know it's someone you're friends with. The guy that did the um, Coronavirus Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. Dana yeah. Bine. Yeah. Acquaintance so, of mine. Yeah. Yeah. That went incredibly viral yeah. at one point. So yeah. I had seen that and I was talking with my sister-in-law and I was kind of joking about, like, the song Party in the USA because it was, like, anti-party in the USA at that point. And so my brother's, like, obsessed with that song for whatever reason. So I was like, I feel like if anyone could do this, John might be able to do it. And then as I'm working the, that day, the line, um, this is also crazy, everyone seems contagious, popped into my head. And I was like, okay, now I have to do this. And that's kind of how all these songs were born, was from that one little, like, I just wanted to kind of, like, get this out of my system. Yeah. And then I was like, mm, now I want to do a Dr. Fauci tribute. And, like... That Corona turned man. into Corona Man, and uh, I did one like Lockdown Girl. That was Uptown Girl, <laughs> by Billy Joel, and so. Yeah. 
I think we can play a little. Can yeah. we zoom again? Dave can. Dave yeah. can I meant to yeah, bring my absolutely. mug. I have a mug that I created from a video that we put together. That it just I keep oh, it in awesome. my background on my Zoom meetings now. And it's just kind of a generic Zoom screen that says "Can we zoom again?" underneath it. And, but I forgot it at home today. So. Oh, send a picture along. We'll put oh, it up with the okay. episode. We'll figure it that. out. But, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, like I have that. We have the foundation. We just, we picked our recipients. I don't know if they've all received their award letter yet. So I don't no, want to yeah. spoil it for anyone if they, if they, I'm sure, you know, there's tons of national high students that are tuning in to hear about Saturday morning cartoons, but just don't want to get that information out there too early before anyone. If else. they're smart, they should be. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> How, how many how many different kids were you able to how do? What? How many different students were you able to do um, with it? This year we were able to give out three scholarships. So um, oh wow, they're that's great. Twenty five hundred dollars each. Um, so that's this awesome. is our third year in of existence. So we did our first set last year, which was like during the pandemic and kind of having to choose between them. And um, we had twice as many applications this year, which was like kind yeah. of while we wound, wow. how we wound up with an extra one because we got down to like our final group at one of the schools and I could not have made an argument for either student over the other I'm one like, over the other yeah great applications I can't say no to either one of them yeah and so as a board we decided like oh yeah we'll just do three um so great the those notifications went out and everyone's getting awarded that and we'll work with them to get out there their money over to their colleges this summer and um just keep pushing forward we do a fundraiser every year and last year it was all virtual this year it looks like we're going to be back in person so that should be a lot of fun um nice and we have uh, and we'll of course keep everyone posted when that's approaching also um boston billiards in nashua because new hampshire has charitable gaming um where they're charitable gaming partner beneficiary coming up in at the end of July during the week of my dad's birthday when that would have happened. So it's a good fundraising opportunity for us and, you know, fun thing that we Great. can just kind of go do and you don't have to put too much work into it. So that's exciting. Nice. So how can people find out about the Brian S. McCarthy Memorial Scholarship Fund? Where do they go to? Uh, Brian S. McCarthy Memorial Foundation.com, or okay. you can Google it or look it up on Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter. We are both at BSM Memorial, and we're on LinkedIn as well. Or you can Google at BSM Memorial Foundation at gmail.com. You can send me send an email. I'm typically the person that is replying to all of those. And uh, your uh, smiley virus? Smiley virus. Uh, so that is on instagram and tumblr and i can't quite remember the way i, I reach my avatar okay isn't it smiley underscore virus underscore 2020 yes yes so that is the same <clears throat> for instagram and tumblr and then twitter i think it's just all one word so smiley underscore virus underscore 2020 with kim mccarthy masked up if what? i'm you're masked up remember you had the mask on oh, your, yeah. Yeah, your, your little profile. Thing. Yes, I, I had my bandana mask in my first profile picture. That's okay. I did a cummerbund as my mask for the first week, if anybody remembers that vaguely. <laughs> I did not know that. I put out That's a great. Video. I was like, are you sure you need to go to the grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
as I as I beat my stomach like I'm as I'm gonna say. Uh, so we'll Oops. check that out. Yeah, I was gonna say thank you very much for having me on. I know you gotta get to to dad duty, so. And Celtics. Oh yeah. Well, well, thank you, Kim. We appreciate it, and uh, yeah, really happy to get the word out of there about your various project and about your father's foundation, and uh, really happy to watch this cartoon <laughs> again, man. I'm gonna. Do a deep dive into some old Wiley Coyote Roadrunner like stuff because like that was why fun. I'm like not gonna sleep tonight is I'm gonna be like I have to watch all <laughs> oh, yeah, of the Roadrunner now. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, don't forget to go to tpublic.com, uh, click on our logo, or you can just type in the Frosted Side, and you can check out and buy all our awesome merch and support the fine program. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a nice review for Dave and I, and thank you. Yeah, those are huge five stars if possible. Like, yeah, please. Uh, believe me, the more moolah, the more fun things we get to do in the coming future. Don't forget to check out my website, DaveMorrison.net, if you need a good voiceover artist in your area. Look, click on that, and you can email me, Dave Morrison voice at gmail Dave you have like 30 email addresses <laughs> hi Lucy <laughs> you heard her she can come Daddy's in call I heard right. some more Dada calls <laughs> do your thing Dada alright thank you so much Kim thanks Dave for Dada Linguist I'm Dave Morrison she's Kim McCarthy we'll see you next time on the Frosted Side take care bye <laughs> <laughs>